basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 6 8769923 and enter the pin 2877234600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick and Bill Sparks. And good Tuesday afternoon. It is September the 5th. Day after Labor Day. I hope you had a good Labor Day. Um certainly was for me my cubbies won again they continue to be right there in the playoff hunt so that's all good but it is september 5th tuesday and chris the show number is 260 260 so boy we're getting right on up there we we do have a busy show today so we probably better get right to it all right well we're going to be talking slightly about nascar and about a record that was set in women's sports and really uh something that uh, i think uh, we can all as a country be proud of i'd say then we go to baseball, then to college football. we got a big scoreboard. We can't do that normally because we'll be uh, sharing time with the pros, but we'll have a chance to run down some college uh, scores and comment on any that people want to talk about. But there's a lot of them, so we'll, we'll try to get through them quickly. Then we'll go to the NFL, and, of course, with our fearless football forecasts, uh, we'll, we'll have those. And then media, if we have time. So Kyle Larson won at the Cookout uh, Southern 500 at Darlington, South Carolina, and and uh, Martin Truex uh, Jr. still leads the uh, the playoffs. You know they just started the playoffs, um, and we had a the the record I was talking about. Oh, and I, before I get to that, we should mention that the U.S. beat Italy 100 to 63 early this morning uh, to move on in the uh, FIBA, and uh, so that's the sort of the World Cup of Basketball for the pros, et cetera. So anyway, they're, they're going to play either Germany or Latvia. I don't know whether they know yet who they're going to play. But Not we'll yet. Find out. Like they're gonna, uh, yeah, maybe that game's tomorrow. But they're going to uh, be playing them on Friday morning, I guess. Uh, so anyway, so we had a world's record in attendance for a mm-hmm. women's uh, sporting event in this country. 92,003. Yes, they snuck in three extra people uh, in the Memorial Stadium in... Uh, Nebraska in uh, where is that Lincoln I guess Lincoln yeah yeah uh, women's volleyball team and apparently uh, that was last Wednesday and it, it, last Wednesday night Nebraska versus Nebraska Omaha and uh, volleyball is apparently very popular there Nebraska beat Omaha and the previous uh, women's rec- record was ninety one thousand uh, for for anything was ninety one thousand six forty eight it was a soccer and uh, Barcelona beat uh, Real Madrid 5-2 to two in championship le- league. And then uh, that record, the U.S. record, and that was set in 2022, American women's record for sporting events was 90,185. And that was the famous 99 World Cup final between the U.S. versus China when uh, Brandy Chastain pulled off her shirt when they won that game. Remember, everybody remembers that. Uh, and oh, yeah. so... Uh, so the the volleyball uh, they, they Nebraska's led in the volleyball attendance since 2013, and apparently volleyball is the number one girls' sport in college, uh, as opposed to basketball. Even though we hear a lot all the time about basketball, but uh, you know that's that's in the Lincoln, number one sport in Lincoln. They they show up there. Oh, they show up for their volleyball in the Lincoln. There they they've been always championship contenders because Texas has played them a lot, and they say that is a tough place to go in for volleyball. And volleyball is very popular in this part of the country. It just in general yeah. it is. Uh huh. Okay. All right. So why don't we move on to baseball and uh, the Angels? Well, the Angels. <laughs> yeah. They did a, a three. They're, they're they're nuts. We're really now. I think we can add them to the list of bad organizations. All three happening to be in the American League with the A's, the White Sox, and the Angels. They are just uh, rudderless. Let's they let's turn... say, Chris, that Perry Manazian is not going to be a very comfortable man when he goes to the GM meetings in November. No, no. 
you know, okay, so they, they wanted to impress And probably, not, and when I say that, none of this is really his fault. No. They wanted to impress Otani, so they brought in a bunch of players, and then when they saw they were out of it, they got rid of a bunch of players, the same players. So they waived uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, Hunter Renfro, and uh, uh, Randall Grichik. And, uh, and Among a few others. And, and, and others, and, and yeah, we'll get to some more later. Uh, and see when when they placed they placed on waivers, you can play for your team until you're claimed, but the claims are irre- irre- irrevocable, and so it's it's different than DFA. You're gone. You're off the 40 man roster. You can't play this time because Hunter Renfro hit a home run while he was on waivers, still with the Angels, and then <laughs> he ended up with uh, Cincinnati. We'll get to that. Uh, and you know, so the the deal is. They, uh, you know, the, the waiver rules are just different and uh, we sort of ran them down in our group. But basically, it's like I say, you can play there. And but if you're you're picked from waivers and it goes by reverse uh, standings, I think uh, then you the can wor- just be- it, basically it goes worse. The worst team gets the first choice and the, and the best team. So the A's got the first choice and the Braves got right. the last choice. That's right, good. right, right. So there's no more uh, trades after the deadline, and they used to do them, uh, pull players back and then talk about a trade. They can't do this, but now now they can do this waiver thing, the outright thing. Yep. Uh, and and, so, and anyway. after that, after that, Chris, the only way now that you can affect your team is if you call up somebody from the minors. You can do that in September, but right. that's the only way you can impact your team. Well, Cleveland claimed Lucas Giolito, and I listened to a little of Lucas Giolito <laughs> pitching for the Guardians yesterday, and he gave up like about six runs in about five minutes, including a grand slam on their way to their 20 to whatever it was lost. It was 20 to, to 6, yeah. 20 to 26. 6. So basically, Lucas, Gio, Lucas Giolito is not doing a, a good job for uh, advertising himself for free agency he as he goes not, along. How, and you know, in that game too, Chris, uh, I'm okay, I guess, with a position player pitching maybe one inning. They pitched infielder David Fry for the Guardians four innings. That seems like wow. a little much to me. <laughs> and Matt Moore was also picked up by them and Ronaldo Lopez, all from the Angels. Uh, and then uh, we have more of them coming up. But the Cubs called up uh, Shane Green, the pitcher that they picked up from Detroit, and outfielder Alexander Canario, Canario, I think. Canario. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, Shane so... Green, no, Shane Green was a free agent, but he, that's where Shane Green really made his name was when mm-hmm. he pitched for Detroit. And then I think he was also on that 2021 Braves World Series team. Oh, okay. I, I All right. So, yeah. so he's with the Cubs now. Cincinnati claimed Hunter Renfro and Harrison Bader, the two outfielders who, because the Yankees had waived Harrison Bader. And again, that was a pickup that they made last year at the trade deadline. So, um, you know, the, the, they got a couple of outfielders that uh, can help them out. And the Mets waived Carlos Carrasco. I, there was much rejoicing in Met Nation that he's finally gone because but people nobody just, picked nobody picked him no, up. No, they he's didn't. Still with the Mets. Well, he's with the Mets if you know they want to pitch him or whatever. I mean, it's they're not going anywhere, and you know they might do it just to drive Pierre and people crazy because people just <laughs> don't right. don't like him. Oh no, uh, and that's and that's not fun at all to drive Pierre crazy, is it? No, it's not. It's not a good idea. Uh, Dominic Leone, a reliever picked up by Seattle from the Angels. And uh, and uh, let's see. Okay. So then we move out of the waiver uh, thing into injuries and other things. Tony Gonsolin uh, has uh, undergone Tommy John surgery, so he won't be back until 2025 for the Dodgers. Uh, then um, another job. We had a lot of milestones this week. Clayton Kershaw has 209 wins now. And he tied with Don Drysdale for a second with the Dodgers all time. And the all time is Don Sutton, who had two has 233. So we'll see how that goes. Philadelphia broke the record for home runs hit in August with 59. And maybe for all time, any month, I think, not just August. I think it's for any month with 59 home runs. That's a lot of home runs. And Bryce Harper hit his 300th home run and on Wednesday. And uh, Ronald Acuna became the first player ever with 30 homers and 60 steals. And you're going to see that more now with all with the stealing uh, yep. more prevalent in baseball. You're going to see that a lot more now. Um, but 30 and 60 is amazing. We'll, uh, you know, and then we have uh, Mookie Betts hit his 250th home run also. And MLB has announced that 
rules would be the same as regular season for the for the playoffs. That means the shift, the clock, the pitch clock, and so forth. Our our betting here, because it wasn't totally clear to us, I think because it wasn't changed. So I think the rule changes of this year. But last year, remember, they did not have the automatic runner and in extra innings in the playoffs. So I, we we think that they will not this year either. I don't think so. No. Okay, and then we talked a little bit about tiebreakers. And all ties are settled by by the tiebreakers. So the head-to-head is the first thing. Now, in the division, that's fine because you play an odd number of games. So that's okay. The second one that they said that doesn't make sense to me was intra-division record. But within the division, you're going to play an odd number of games. They'll, make, they'll have you play that 13th game if there's a tie. You know, they definitely would do that. And then record against opponents within your league would be the third one. So... I think what's going to happen, I think that Perry and I advocate for elimination, not for just settling. Like last year, the Braves and Mets tied for the division, but the Braves won the season series. That's fine. You know, let, let the Braves win the, the division. That's Both not teams a problem. got into the playoffs anyway. Right. But for eliminations, if you have Cleveland and Minnesota, now uh, Minnesota's up by six games. But if they were to tie and they wouldn't get in any other way, then you ought to have a game. You know, and, and uh, but again, it's 7-6. I think even with 7-6 like that, for elimination, whatever the standing, whatever, even if Cleveland was up 7-6 or Minnesota up 7-6 or whatever, I would play an elimination game. I now, their, like their, argument, their argument, Chris, is that um, the schedule is, is so condensed, you know, with TV and all. Uh, that's their yeah. – I, I don't agree with it, but that's their argument. No, no. no they have the November paranoia is what they have. That's again. correct. Yeah, and that's what they I have. I agree with it. You know, NBA well, NBA doesn't play 83 games. NFL doesn't play 18. No, no, but I think well, actually, the NBA now has the has the play in. Well, the play in. Well, they have the play in, but I'm saying if there were a spot for the play in, they don't have an 83rd game to get in that play in game. No. Right, but no, I, I would I would agree with with Chris on this one. If if you, if it means you're eliminated from the playoffs entirely, I think they could they can squeeze a game in there. Yeah, yeah, and and. It's going to happen, and what's going to happen is some some team in a big market, you know, is going to be eliminated. Like the Giants and Arizona are going to tie or something, and they're going to say Arizona gets the third wild card because they won seven games or whatever it is. And it's going to people are going to go crazy. This will not stay this way. I no. think it's going to happen sometime, and there'll be enough pushback. Like uh, as I always go back to the '72 season when the Red Sox lost by half a game because they played a different number of games. They made sure in 95 to play 144, so that wouldn't happen again. So I think that's something that is going to happen. And, and believe me, ESPN or anybody would be happy to have a nice game at 4 o'clock yes, on they would. Monday afternoon for an elimination. They're not going to worry about that. And you just go, hey, if you have to play that elimination and you're scheduled to go play Tuesday somewhere else, so be it. You know, that's life. You can do that. Now, it's like the Cubs and Milwaukee and uh, Rockies Colorado. and Dodgers did a yep. few years ago. Yeah. Aaron Judge, the judge, became the fastest player to 250 home runs. He had 250 in 810 games. Uh, Ryan Howard did it in 855. That's really sad about Ryan Howard. You know, just uh, just had that injury right at the end of the playoffs that time and never was the same. And, you know, uh, the scary part about it is, Chris, Judge has missed a lot of time with injuries. He could have done that a lot faster. You know? could have. Well, not in fewer games. Yeah, the games would have been earlier. I mean, it might yeah. have been, uh, we've only been talking about it in May or something. That's right. right. Shohei Itani, his agent says, we'll undergo surgery uh, for that elbow issue, but we do not know when or how and who will be. At, he's saying after the season is over. After so. the season, because he's important in Angel games. So uh, he wants to build up the stats for free agency and then and uh, talk to a team about coming in and how long he would not be able to hit. I don't know. Uh, and you know. uh, they're they're also still talking to other doctors about second and third opinions and right. what kind of surgery he needs. And that right, but if they do that, I'm not sure when he would be available to any team who would sign him. Uh, and I guess, you know, and I and guess I'm not sure at this point. And I mean, they're I don't think they're probably drawing anyway. So I don't know what they think with him um, hitting in angel games. I don't know what they think they're gaining out of that. Yeah, you can, see, think you can see him hit, but other than that, yeah. what are you gaining? I don't think the Angels think they're gaining anything. I think he's calling the shots. Like, like they say, he basically uh, does his own training regimen and everything else. So I think it's like he's going to play to build up his stats before he goes into free agency and 
the Angels are just uh, happy bystanders. And sadly, for him, a... and sadly for him, I think he knows probably his agent has told him um, with this injury, you know, nothing. It maybe might might not be your fault, but you've cost yourself probably millions upon millions of dollars. That's right. Julio Urias was uh, arrested again uh, for domestic violence. Uh, he's uh, he's supposed to be a free agent this year, so this is probably going to derail this. He's a pitcher for the Dodgers. Has not been having a good year, apparently, but had uh, the last year he was third in Cy Young voting. So he had a promising uh, setup for free agency, but that is now really off the rails. And this and is his a, second time. Yes, second time in four years, and he'll be now uh, – Subject to, you know, obviously the legal system, but it'll also be, it's a felony or, uh, arrest, you know, felony violation. And he's also um, going to be subject to MLB investigation. So we will see what happens. And that, and that would affect any team that would sign him for next year. Yep. Yeah. Because probably right. by what by the time they would get done investigating, this season's going to be done. So it would be next year. Yes. So Otani and Urias are in uh, strange situations here. So... Looking at the standings quickly, Baltimore leads by three and a half over Tampa Bay in the American League East. Minnesota now up by six against Cleveland, and that's they're looking pretty uh, pretty good for that in the in the Central. Seattle and Houston tied going into today. This is Tuesday, the fifth of September, as we speak, so they're tied for the division. The wild card in the American League, Tampa Bay at 83 and 55. They've got that number one spot pretty much locked up if they don't win the division. Then we get to two and three and so forth. Houston is the number two right now at 78 and 61. Texas, 76 and 61 is the number three. Then you've got Toronto at 76 and 62, only half a game behind them. And the Red Sox are still in it to some degree at 72 and 66, four and a half behind the third wild card. And I would be, myself, I'd be rather chasing the Rangers than, because the Rangers haven't made it for a while. So uh, I, I think if I were the Rangers, I'd be a little nervous right now. And Houston and Texas are playing each other yes. this you know right now, so that Houston Texas Seattle thing could be back and forth over the next couple of days. That's right. In the National League, Atlanta is up by fifteen and a half over the Phillies. They're going to win that division. Milwaukee's only up by two and a half over the Cubs, and the Dodgers are up by fourteen over uh, Arizona right now. In the wild card, it is just as crazy as it was last week. Philadelphia's got the number one spot in pretty good shape, seventy six and sixty one. Cubs seventy four and sixty four. They've got number two, uh, uh, not not secure, but they're, they're all right there. But then you get to Arizona at seventy one and sixty seven. Cincinnati seventy two and sixty eight, a percentage point behind. Miami seventy and sixty seven, a half a game behind. And San Francisco seventy and sixty eight, sixty eight, a game behind. So that is crazy. So yesterday anyway. I was listening to the Reds uh, Mariners game yesterday after the Cubs got done and. Tommy Thrall was going over the standings and he said, well, the Reds are only, what, six and a half out in the division. He said, it's not unheard of that we could win the division if right. the Brewers would cool off. Jeff Brantley said, you mean if they uh, totally just freeze to death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Okay. So any more by baseball? The, by the way, Jeff um, uh, was not totally pleased with Ellie De La Cruz on Sunday. He um, apparently likes to really make all the plays and uh, the ball when it's hit, the ball has an, the outfielder, according to Brantley has the right away of the ball. If, if he wants it and Stuart Fairchild was coming in and Dela Cruz went back and he eventually caught the ball and they almost collided. Brantley said, I'm going to tell you one thing. He said, that's how you get hurt here. He said, yes. all guys are stars, you know, from where they came from in this league. He said, if that outfielder's calling you off, he said, get out of his way and leave him alone. He said, otherwise you're going to get hurt. So, yep. but that's what I like. That's what I like about Brantley. He tells you what he thinks, whether you like mm -hmm. it or not. That's what I like that's about good. it. That's good. Well, okay. and he and played enough that he knows. Should yeah, know that, right. yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay, any more uh, baseball before we go on to college football? No, I think we got the baseball. No. Just don't All take right. my just don't take my college football advice after last week. Yeah, well, we'll get to yeah. their game. All right, so we started off here with Wake Forest, and a lot of these were just we just want to get the season open for the Power Fives, and then talk about a couple of other games that were of interest. But Wake Forest beat Elon thirty-seven seventeen, NC State beat UConn twenty-four fourteen. 
Utah beat Florida 24 to 11, and that was kind of a surprise. It's at Utah, but still an SEC team went oh, down. Really? Utah kind of, I thought late in that game, they could have poured that on a little more if they'd have wanted to. Mm-hmm. If Cam Rising was playing, they would have. They would have, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota beat Nebraska 13 to 10. Missouri beat uh, South Dakota 35 to 10. Arizona State beat Southern Utah 24 uh, 21. Miami beat Miami of Ohio. I always wondered if they'd ever play. Cool. 38 to 3. Michigan State over Central Michigan 31 to 7. Uh, Louisville beat uh, Georgia Tech 39-34, came from behind to do that. that. Was, that was, I listened to some of that. That, that was, was a good, good game. game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Kansas okay. over Missouri State, 48-17. to 17. Stanford beat Hawaii. They may not know what conference they're they in. When they left uh, uh, Bay Area, they didn't know what conference they were in. But when they got to Hawaii, they found out, and they beat Hawaii 37-24. Uh, to 24. Iowa beat U- uh, Utah State 24-14. to 14. Any comments on that, uh, Perry? Uh, yes, Iowa fans are still not pleased with that because they had a 14 to nothing lead like five minutes into that game, and you see what they did the rest of the way. <laughs> Kentucky beat Ball State 44-14. to 14. Uh, Tennessee beat Virginia 49 to 13. Northern Illinois beat BC 27-24 in overtime. BC came back from 21-7, tied it up, at, and took the lead. You know, 21-21 to get to overtime. Took the lead in overtime. Couldn't score a touchdown. Uh, the offense mm-hmm. just a lot of penalties on offense, and they've got they got a lot of work to do. Uh, they get to play Holy Cross this coming week, but then Florida State's coming in. That's going to be pretty. Oh boy. Uh, Oklahoma beat Arkansas State uh, 73 to nothing. Uh, Fresno State beat Purdue. See, some of the big losers, I was saying, BC, you're not supposed to, if you're Purdue, you're not supposed to lose to Fresno State. No, you're not. And and they did 39-35. Fresno's not bad, though. Fresno's not a bad team in the Mountain West. Fresno's not bad, but if if you're a Big Ten team, you're not supposed to lose to them. Yeah. Right. Like BC's not supposed to lose to... uh, That's uh, correct. You know, teams in the, that conference either. Michigan beat East Carolina 30-3. to uh, SMU beat uh, Louisiana Tech 38-14. Colorado beat TCU in the game of the day, I'd, I'd say, on that Saturday, 45-42. And uh, I guess Dion, you know, Dion doesn't understand a lot of things, but Dion doesn't understand journalism. He was given a writer a hard time and, you know, about something. And he said, now do you believe? Writers are not there to believe. Writers are there to report, you know, and it's it's not like you have to believe. You're not a, it's not a gospel thing or a, you know, we're not in a, a country where you're, you're believing you're in your leader or something. This is, this is, your writers don't do that job, but Dion uh-huh. doesn't understand. God. Air Force beat uh, Robert Morris. That what a funny matchup that was. Forty-two to seven. Mississippi beat Mercer seventy-three to seven. And and that game easy. wasn't even. And that game could have. They could have scored even more if they'd have wanted to. Should have had. Mer- they had mercy on Mercer, huh? Yeah, okay. they could have scored more. Iowa State. All right, here we go, Perry. Perry, and uh, this is keep this in mind when you listen to Perry's football picks. Right? Yes. Iowa State beat Northern Iowa thirty to nine, and Perry said it two or three times last week that Northern Iowa was going to upset uh, Iowa State. You know, and and their offense just could not get roll. The defense played well. Mm-hmm. You know, because two of those touchdowns were as a result of offensive turnovers. The defense, right. and I mean, you keep putting your defense out on the field over and over and over again. Eventually, yeah. that de- and it was hot. I mean, it was like in the oh, 90s. Yeah. So you, you keep putting them out there, they're going to get tired, and they did. And if the offense could have done anything, they would have been right there. So Yeah. Well, a lot of people lost them on a lot of money because they've been betting on them, being prepared to bet on Iowa State, so they didn't yeah. win. Uh, Temple beat Akron, uh, 24 to 21, Oregon beat, uh, uh, who's this Portland state 81 to seven. Now you don't hardly ever see a football game that gets into the eighties. That's about the first time I can remember that. Um, back in the, back in the eighties and nineties when Nebraska was rolling, they would. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. 81 to seven Auburn. uh, Things got back to normal. Auburn beat UMass 59 to 14. Uh, Maryland beat Towson State 38-6. to Texas beat Rice 37-10. Anything to, of note in that game, Sean? Well, first half was really sloppy. They got going the second half. I mean, it could have been more, but they were just – they started off slow. And if the 
coming into this week with Alabama, they can't start off slow. No, even, yeah. even though Alabama is not what they were. Yeah. yeah. Notre, Dame, Notre Dame beat Tennessee State uh, 40, uh, 56 to 3. Pitt beat uh, um, Wofford 45 to 7. Cincinnati beat Eastern Kentucky 56 13. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wrote something down wrong. Oh, Ohio State beat Indiana. 23 to 3 and uh, you know that's not not offense for Indiana but at least they stayed now, in the game. Now uh, Bill or Jennifer was that game just a little bit closer than you thought it might have been? No. I thought Ohio State would have won <laughs> that even worse than it than they did. Yeah, yeah. But we will get we'll get to you, Jamal in just a second. I thought they would roll over That's Indiana. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But, Wisconsin beat Buffalo 38 to 17. See, that's what you're supposed to do to the MAC teams, BC. Yep. Washington beat Boise State 56 to 19. Uh, Mississippi State beat uh, Southeast Louisiana 48 to 7. Anything on that one, Perry? Uh, it was pretty much what it seemed like a blowout. They honored. Um, th- this was the first time they'd had a football game since Mike Leach passed. So oh. they honored Mike Leach. So you you had yeah. to know they were going to come out. Fired yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. Arkansas beat uh, Western Carolina 56 13. Cal beat North Texas uh, 50, uh, 58 to 21. See, they're saying, hey, who won? What do you mean you don't want us? Look at this. Look at what we did. Uh, Syracuse beat Colgate 65 to nothing. Georgia beat Tennessee uh, Martin 48 to 7. Uh, USC beat Nevada 66 14. Uh, uh, let's see. Let, uh, Oh, uh, Louisiana Monroe beat Army 17-13. I mean, just the sound of the names sounds like it shouldn't be. Well, like Louisiana that. Monroe's pretty good. They're a pretty good team. They're not in the Sun Belt. They're not bad, yeah. Yeah. Washington State beat Colorado State 50-24. Houston beat UTSA 17-14. And then uh, there was there was another upset. You know, we talked about BC, Purdue. Texas beat ba- Texas State beat Baylor. Um, yeah. And what was the score? I lost that score, but it was anyway. Forty-two, 42-31, oh. The first time Texas Texas State has ever beaten a Power Five team it was forty-two thirty-one. So, like I said, yeah, first time first time they've ever done that. So wow. then the question would be, Sean, is Texas State that good, or is Baylor going to be that bad, or somewhere in the middle? Uh I think it's somewhere in the middle. Texas State has a new coach, Baylor. You know, Dave Aranda. You got to remember, he, you know, he had some of Matt Rill's people at first. So that, you know, but now getting his own people with Texas State. I mean, for them, like I said, it was one of the biggest upsets ever because they were a twenty-seven point underdog and they won by eleven. So I mean, for that, that was a pretty big upset. Mm, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, okay, then we move on and we have. Let's see. Uh, I. Uh, yes. Okay. Oklahoma State beat Central Arkansas 27-13. Kansas State beat uh, Southeast Missouri 45 to nothing. Texas A&M beat New Mexico 52 to 10. Vanderbilt beat uh, Alabama A&M 47-13. Illinois beat uh, Toledo 30-28. That was a good game. That was I guess. close. Yeah. Penn State close. beat West Virginia 38-15. Wyoming beat Texas uh, Tech. 35-33. In double, double overtime. overtime. Yeah, wow. In double overtime. North Carolina beat South Carolina, 31-17. Alabama beat Mid-Tennessee, 56-7. Virginia Tech beat Old Dominion, 36-17. Arizona beat Northern Arizona, 38-3. UCLA beat Coastal Carolina, 27-13. Then, and then we get to Sunday, and Rutgers all over Northwestern, 24-7. It wasn't even that close. It wasn't that Northwestern close. Northwestern couldn't do anything. No. No, that's really come back. That That's going to be a bad team. By the way, Chris, speaking of the Big Ten, we were wondering who the um, announcers would be for NBC in the Big Ten. It's Noah Eagle and Todd Blackledge. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and then, yes. And then um, – okay. They are saying with uh, Nestler and Danielson this year on CBS, they are the Big Ten on CBS. So I wonder if somebody else is doing the SEC games this year. Uh huh. We'll find so. out. Okay. Oregon State beat San Jose State forty-two to seventeen. Florida State beat LSU <laughs> forty-five to twenty-four. Uh, they, they pulled. A, they pulled away in the third quarter. I'm, 
Yeah, they I'm did. not surprised. I'm not surprised that Florida State beat them because you know it was two top. They're both top ten teams. I'm surprised that they pulled away that bad. I thought it was yeah. going to be a because you remember last year's game. Last year's yes. game was close, but they pulled away. Biggest uh, upset, uh, biggest loss by a top five team at the beginning of the year tied the Oklahoma 1968 loss. Who I can't remember who they lost. Notre Dame. Yeah, the, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. But, yeah. but yeah. speaking of yeah. upsets, the next score was really an upset. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. because uh, Duke beat uh, uh, Clemson twenty-eight to seven. Uh, t- yeah, you want to leave the league? Okay, go ahead. Goodbye. And here's uh, so the, they, and, and here's the problem. The field. Here's the problem with Clemson. From what I was hearing on uh, the XM College Channel today, Clemson has not bought into NIL nor the transfer portal. No, nope. and I think you're seeing you're seeing that start to and, impact them. And you know Duke. Duke got the, I haven't seen the whole top 25 yet, but it got Duke into the top 25 yeah. at number 21. And that other one got Florida State up to number four. Right. And the best one, I love, after the game, they're talking to the Duke quarterback, and he hollers out to his professor. He goes, hey, Professor Taylor, I know I have a paper due tomorrow, but can I have an extension? I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to get it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. So uh, yeah, see at least it, it, it you know they wouldn't even have to ask at Miami. They just you know whatever. Miami you know. Do. Well, we have a lot of NFL to get through too, and I want to get I want to get Jamal in here before we do yeah. that. Rick Rick is here, so Rick will say good. We'll say hi to you before uh, Jamal while Jamal's unmuting mm-hmm. himself. How are you doing? Hey, football season greetings, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's well, right. We have our back, fantasy Rick. draft on Friday. So Rick is about, and he always says it's the Christmas of his, one of the Christmases of his year. So he's on about uh, December 22nd uh, mode right now here. Yeah. Glad to uh, have right you now back, working Rick. on the third wide receiver for the Houston Texans. So. There you go. <laughs> we do have a few college notes to do after uh, just to get the things uh, announced, and then we'll get into the NFL. But we should get Jamal on and see what he well, has go ahead, Well, go ahead, Jamal, and we'll get to him. I want to talk about college football. I okay. listened to CBS Radio after on Saturday night. No, last night rather. They were talking about Brian Kelly and and the pounding that uh, LSU took at the hands of Florida State. And the host seemed to think that Brian Kelly might be on the verge of being on a hot seat. No, I don't think so yet. No, no. Florida State's a top ten team. Top top ten team. He's not on the hot seat. And also. I was surprised about Duke knocking down uh, Clemson, and Whoa. I must and I must say that you know I wasn't a big Brian Kelly. Getting back to Brian Kelly, I wasn't a big fan of his at Notre Dame in the first place. But I'm hope, but uh, Northwestern, I think they're going to have a lousy season. But that yeah. Illinois Toledo game, I listened to most of that game, and Toledo was up. Most of the game by twelve points at one point, so mm-hmm. Illinois did good to come back and win that game. Jamal was Toledo, Jamal was Toledo better than people thought because most people, I didn't even hear anybody put that game on the board as something that would be close. No, I, I think I think Toledo was better. What people thought they traditionally had a good program in the MAC, and Northern Illinois in the past several years also had a good program in the MAC too. Chris, yeah, they're both okay. they're both picked to win. They're both and the, and the MAC is that, that you know the MAC to be honest is is um kind of an underrated yeah i mean, it's, I mean you're not, not gonna see they like the sun belt yeah you're not yeah. gonna see him go like beat, you're not gonna see him go beat up on the sec by any means but no a little bit unrated mm-hmm. they they can hold they can hold their own but I mean, it's still disappointing when you lose to them it is okay so the college notes acc has invited finally smu and stanford and cal uh and smu gets no revenue for seven years and cal and uh, and Stanford get 30% for the seven years, and you know, so we'll see how that all works out for them. Uh, well, uh, people in people in the Bay Area, Chris, are not happy with the with the way the whole situation has worked right. itself out. But uh, also, the the uh, the columnists in the Chronicle have blamed both Stanford and Cal for not doing better homework and getting themselves prepared for a situation like this. And they basically had to depend on Notre Dame to get this done. That's right. They could have gone to the Mountain West, you know, and probably got the same deal, same money-wise, not as good, you know. I don't know if the fans would have liked that so much to be playing teams. They're used to playing bigger teams. I don't know, though, I don't know though, Chris, because I've heard over the, the past year, too, that Cal was even thinking about dropping yeah. football. So. Yeah. 
Boise well, State. Now, I mean, those are pretty. Yeah. Well, well now because now because of them being in the ACC, they're not going to drop. They the can't now. Because oh. of, all, of all the teams that will be coming into Berkeley. Right. Um, Boy, inter- not, you know, not, how, about, how about the basketball tournaments? Isn't that going to be interesting? Because now they've been playing uh, four games on that first Tuesday. I don't think you can have 18 teams make the basketball tournament, can you? Yeah. No. Aren't gonna you going to have to say two teams just don't get to go? Probably, I would right. think so. Yep. I would think yeah. so. So, you know, the, the other thing, too, is this prevents them, if they lose – because the teams that are still discontented are North Carolina, Florida State, and Clemson. Not that they would necessarily Carolina have State. anywhere to go, but they, they are still kind of grumbling and rumbling. So this uh, yeah. the uh, the deal doesn't have to be renegotiated if they drop down to fifteen, you know, unless they drop down to fifteen. So that's why below fifteen, yeah, you know, below below fifteen. Well, so if they well, go to 15, I, I think all right. I think Chris, what's going to happen is if one of the North Carolina teams would go, they're going to probably want to. Whatever they do, they're going to want to bring the other one with them. Well, I think yeah. the whole thing, that is such a rivalry with those four teams. I think that the whole state would be up in arms if North Carolina left. I, I think they'd have a lot of backlash from everybody. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they're really going to do it. Florida right. State and Clemson would like to get in the SEC, but the SEC says they're happy. So um, anyway, sometime we're going to have to talk about this NIL because I have a question and we, we don't have enough time to get into it today. But I'll yeah. give it to you guys over the week yeah. and you guys could be thinking yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. SMU, uh, uh, Stanford, and Cal yeah, you get that. more money later on. And uh, so then uh, Colorado, the first Power 5 team to win a season opener as a 20-point uh, underdog since 1997. Yep. And uh, so that was – and the first win on the road, a, a top 20 team since uh, 2002 for them. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I think that's about it for. Oh, let me, oh, just let me one, give you just, a real. Hold on, hold on, John. Just one final note. Um, okay. You think Dion made a difference though at Jackson State because they were winning just about every game last year, and the first game without him, they lose forty-five to thirteen. And actually, I forgot yep. my other note. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was complaining that uh, he couldn't get it for UCLA that he couldn't get his plays in on time. Well, you know, you knew all year that this was going to happen. So, you know, and not all of college football. I can remember college football didn't stop the clock for first downs forever. I mean, it's been maybe four, 30 years or something that they have. But yeah, well, that's 30, yeah, 35 years. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. It started so, it, yeah. And the game, Sean, you said it went down to the average was down from about four hours to about 317, right? Yeah, something 357 like to 317 is what yeah. the average went down, but – but anyway, real quick, let me tell you, get a couple games to look forward to this weekend. Of course, Texas Tech at Oregon to see if Texas Tech bounces back, uh, you know, and then Oregon, how they are. You get to see how USC is really tested against Stanford. And you got North, Notre Dame, North Carolina State to see Notre Dame with the test. Uh, of course, uh, Baylor, do they bounce back? How does Utah do? Cam Rising, I don't think he's coming back. And, of course, the big game of the weekend – Texas and Alabama, two top ten teams playing each other. That's the huge game this weekend. And my Fab Five, these are my top five games of this past weekend. This is a new debut feature that we're doing. Uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech, I think was number five. Then I go uh, Texas uh, Texas Tech at Wyoming, double overtime. Wyoming's not a bad team in the Mountain West. Uh, good, good game. Uh, no, that was number four. Number three, Nebraska, Minnesota. Yeah, it was a sleeper, but it was a close game. It could go any either way. UTSA, Houston. Houston making their big uh, debut in the Big 12. UTSA moving up to the AAC. They played a competitive game last year. Uh, that was my number two game. And number one top game, of course, was uh, TCU, Colorado. Right. We all – that was the game of the weekend, I think. But now okay. on to the NFL. NFL. So uh, just just to I don't know Bailey Zappi was cut now he's back on the roster or whatever I don't know if he's going to be the second quarterback or the third quarterback apparently there was a loophole they were talking on Felger and Mass today that Belichick found it talked about what you had to do with your third quarterback Rick but not your second quarterback you know about who where where they would be so they changed that in the NFL rules so now I think you have to declare all three of them have to be on your uh, your roster however many four what 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 play how many are in the game day roster. Uh, 48 can be dressed, and your your third quarterback would be number 49. Okay. 
Yeah. But they have to, the third quarterback has to be on your 53-man roster. Right, and it had not said the second quarterback. It said the third quarterback did it. The second quarterback wasn't there. So good old Bill went in and there, and you know. So they the Patriots picked up Matt Carell uh, from Carolina. I guess he's where's she from? Uh, Mississippi. He's a Mississippi former State. Ole Miss. Yep, former Ole okay. Miss player. So he had. I couldn't have done a whole lot with Carolina. So we'll see. What I would with that. think. The, I would think though. He may be a, a project, but I would certainly think, at least for now, if I were going to have to put my faith in somebody, I would put it in Zappy over him, at least at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, he knows the offense. That's the thing. And uh, any other cutdowns that people saw that were kind of strange? Uh, this is where Rick would come in. Rick, well, not. I mean, um, uh, the Ravens cut the running back Melvin Gordon. I thought he was going to make it, especially with some. Indecision on how Dobbins is going to be, but they did cut him. Not nothing really earth shaking. Okay, all right. Well, we lost Gil Brandt this week. He died on August thirty first at ninety one years old. He was uh, born in uh, Milwaukee in nineteen thirty two. Uh, he was an executive with the Rams from fifty five through fifty seven, and then scouting for San Francisco fifty eight and fifty nine. Dallas from sixty through eighty eight. And part of the and the two Super Bowls they won, of course, and he made the Hall of Fame in 2019. And of course, uh, Tom Landry and Tex Schramm. So they were the big three, and uh, they did a lot of innovating, especially Gil Brandt. He, he brought in. Uh, he's now in the Dallas Ring of Honor, by the way. But he he uh, he was uh, known as the vice president of player personnel, and Schramm was the GM. So I think he did the in- business end more, and Brandt did the uh, personnel. He he was one of the first to use computers. Uh, he could uh, he could do uh, he he could do cross checks because he had the computers. He found people like uh, Bob Hayes and other sports, and you know brought him in for a successful NFL career. One of the first to go overseas got Tony Fritch, the kicker over there, uh, and he also uh, he uh, did psychological testing. He helped create the combine. Uh, he was fired by Jerry Jones, of course, in 1989. And uh, he was with Sirius XM for many years. And so, you know, somebody that... Uh, Basic, basically, according to Steve Cohen, he, he pretty much, you know, he didn't make all the decisions, but he pretty much guided that NFL channel from when it started till when he, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. Okay. So, um, basically, that, that's it on him. And, you know, but somebody... You, you, those are the three names. And they used to talk about... I remember seeing games in the 60s, early 70s, where they talk about... And they use computers to draft a scout, yeah. you know? I mean, it was, like, so amazing. You did yeah. the announcement. Well, it was, it was yet- interesting, though. Jason Horowitz, the play-by-play man for the Raiders, was saying that when he started doing the draft for Sirius XM, you know, when he would work with Brant, mm-hmm. Kerwin, and Jim Miller and, and all those guys, mm-hmm. Horowitz said there would always be several times a night something that Gil Brandt would come up with. I didn't know that. Yeah, every yeah. He, and he said it never failed. He said and he said Pat Kerwin is a lot of the same way. He said those two guys just had so much knowledge that you don't know and you know until you're sitting there with him. Right. He said, boy, and he said sitting there with him, you know, having a drink before the draft or whatever. He said you could really learn things. You know, and the other thing too that he did, and it, uh, other teams tried it. Patriots tried it with Joe Bellino. He took Roger Staubach after the 1963, the 1963-64 draft. Waited six years, and look what he got. He got a great quarterback out of it. So that you know, he knew who to take. That's for sure. So okay, I guess we can start with the picks, and we'll do them in the yeah. order that we usually do. Rick will be back in his number two position, uh, and so we. I will start. And I'm just going to pick division. I think the way to do it is the division winners, the playoff teams, and who wins the conference. AFC, I'm picking Buffalo in the east, Cincinnati in the north, Jacksonville in the south, Kansas City in the west, Miami, the Jets, and Chargers to make the playoffs. And I have Cincinnati winning the conference. In the NFC, I got Philadelphia in the east, Minnesota in the north, New Orleans in the south. It's a bad uh, field, but... They got probably the best quarterback, even though he's just sort of a mid-level quarterback, and San Francisco in the West, and Dallas, and then it gets difficult. I ended up picking Detroit and Seattle, and uh, it was hard. I, the, the Giants are going to be okay, I think, but I just ended up picking uh, Detroit and Seattle to get those playoff spots. Philadelphia with Cincinnati beating Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. All right, Rick? Okay, just 
just before I get to my NFL picks, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to baseball this year. How my, how's my pick of the Cardinals making the World Series work? Whoa, uh, no, you I don't want to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick, <laughs> Rick you, you heard us talking earlier about my pick of Northern Iowa beating Iowa State last yeah. week. Your pick yeah. of the Cardinals winning the World Series is going the same way that one did. Yeah. Well, I want to make you feel better, Perry. Even, even worse than my Mets pick to make the Well, I didn't have them winning the World Series. I had them losing to Toronto in the World Series. Well, still, they, even the Cardinals <laughs> making the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Playoffs? Okay, I'm, I'm going to start with the <laughs> NFC because I have a I have a kind of a bold prediction for the AFC. But okay. in the NFC, I, I, I do believe in kind of a, a, a Super Bowl hangover. So I'm going to pick Dallas to win the division. I'm taking Detroit, New Orleans, and San Francisco. My wild cards are Philadelphia, Seattle, and to me it came down the last one between the Giants and Minnesota, and I just don't think things are going to go that way. Minnesota won too many close games last year, so I'm going to take the Giants to get the last pick. Um, I'm getting uh, taking San Francisco to come out of the conference. In the AFC, I've got Miami, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and the Chargers winning the division. And the wild cards are Buffalo, the Jets, and Baltimore. So you wow. may have noticed I, I have Kansas City not making the playoffs. Wow. But and, and Rick, you're putting a lot of trust in Brandon Staley. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's the, the, the nagging part about it. Okay? But, <laughs> but I like the new offensive coordinator. I think Herbert's going to have a huge year. Um, I'm picking Miami to come out of the conference and in a – Repeat of Super Bowl 19, I think it was, San Francisco yeah. beats Miami. Okay. Can wow. Tua stay healthy, though? That's the key. That's the key, okay. Bill. Yeah. I'm going to pretty much go exactly the way Chris did, except I'm going to put the Giants in the playoff. I don't see anything really changing in the AFC South of Though I could see Tennessee sneaking up, and just something about picking Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> and you're and you're not going to put the Colts in, Bill? Uh, I'll put the Colts in when you say the Cubs are going to finish below the Cardinals in the standings. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. ain't happening this year. And who who are your Super Bowl picks, Bill? The Super Bowl picks this year will be Cincinnati and Philadelphia, and I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Okay. I think we batted out of order. I think it was Perry's turn, but that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, well, I, I was one that called on you, Bill. So that, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I will go, I'm going to – Buffalo is going to win the East, Cincinnati the North, Jacksonville, and I guess until somebody dethrones them, i got to go with the Chiefs. And I think the wild cards, Miami, Baltimore, and Tennessee. I think Tennessee sneaks Ooh. in. Okay. Um, but I think, finally, I think Buffalo is going to come out of that and get to the Super Bowl in the mm -hmm. AFC. Now, in the NFC, the East, I'm going to go Dallas. I think finally they get over the hump with the Eagles, but the Eagles will get a wild card. Uh, the North, that's the head scratcher, but I'm going to go with the Lions, believe it or not. The Saints in the South, 49ers in the West. And I think Seattle gets a wild card. I think Philadelphia gets a wild card. And the Giants get a wild card. But in the end, it's going to be the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. My brother will be happy uh, because I will pick the 49ers to win that Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, where are we, Sean? John. No, Robert no, next. No, oh, Robert goes next. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, in the East, um, I'm going to take the Giants. I, I, because I, Good man. I, I think the Giants <laughs> have really improved themselves. Uh, I like the way they played last year. And let's face it, they, they took one of the best tight ends in football from from my team, and I think he's going to have a wonderful year. So I'll take the Giants in the East. Um I'll take the Lions in the Central, New Orleans in the South, and the 49ers in the West. Wild card, I agree with Seattle, and I think Dallas and Philadelphia will be wild cards also. I think that NFC East is going to be quite competitive all year long. Uh, and uh, 
I will take the 49ers to come out of the conference in the AFC. Um, I don't have any faith in Miami, so I'm going to take Buffalo to win that division. Uh, I will take uh, Cincinnati in the north, Jacksonville in the south, and Kansas City in the west. And for the playoffs, um, I'm going to take the uh, Ravens to uh, get a spot the Chargers maybe to get a spot, and I'd like to see my Raiders sneak in there, so I'll, I'll pick them for the final mm-hmm. spot. Um, although with the Chargers, you really had to question the head coach. I, I think he's going to get in the way somehow this year and mess things up for them. And I'll take uh, Cincinnati to come out of the uh, the uh, AFC and the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Sean? Okay. Okay. I'm going to start in the NFC, Philadelphia. I'm going Detroit. I'm going New Orleans and San Francisco. My wild cards are going to be Minnesota, Dallas, and Seattle. Then in the AFC, I have Buffalo winning, Cincinnati, uh, Jacksonville, and Kansas City until somebody beats them. Then. Here it gets interesting. I have Baltimore, Miami, and the Jets as my wild cards. I got Philadelphia beating Kansas City in the Super Bowl. All right. Okay. Now let's see if we can quickly read this schedule for this coming week. Hold on, Chris. Like before you do before that. you do, before you do that, we do have uh, someone who raised their hand. If they want to unmute, the, the caller's name is Jane. So Jane, if you want to unmute, we'll give you a few seconds here to do that. Okay, Chris, go ahead and we'll come back. All right, let's do this. Yeah, because we have, uh, so starting off Thursday night, September 7, only two days away, Detroit at Kansas City, 8.20 p.m. NBC. That's a much better football game than a baseball game. And by the the way, um, in practice today, Kelsey hyperextended his knee. He He may not be there tomorrow. Yes, that's right. Now, note that the networks are, you just have to listen to the schedule or, or read it because they're going to change from time to time. Mostly it's going to be AFC and CBS and NFC and Fox, but not always. Carolina, Atlanta, 1 p.m. on Fox, of course, all times Eastern. Cincinnati at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on CBS. Jacksonville at Indianapolis, 1 p.m. on Fox. See that? Tampa Bay at Minnesota, 1 p.m. on CBS. Tennessee at New Orleans, 1 p.m. on CBS. San Francisco at Pittsburgh, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, we then have, almost done, halfway through, Arizona at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. Houston at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. Green Bay at Chicago. And all the, both networks have double headers because it's the first week. They do that the last week, too. Green Bay at Chicago, 425 on Fox. Las Vegas at Denver, 425 on CBS. Philadelphia at the Patriots. Tom Brady being honored, 425 p.m. on CBS. Miami at the Chargers, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. The Rams are at Seattle, 4.25 on Fox. Dallas at the Giants, the first Sunday night game, 8.20 p.m. And the Monday night game, only one this this year, no doubleheader. Buffalo at the Jets, so the debut of Aaron Rodgers, 8.15 p.m. And it's going to be on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. So I guess the Manning Show will be on that. So there you go. That's a good first week of action. Yes, and we will have all of it covered for you next week. We, Robert, if, if you can do it in about 30 seconds, uh, give me the hard knock uh, story you wanted to get to. Give me about uh, 30 seconds. Honestly, uh, hard knocks was a waste of time this year. The Jets did not cooperate with them. Uh, tonight will be the final episode, and normally tonight would be the highlight because this is when you see the people cut, you know, cut players and how they handle it and stuff like that. But the Jets have been awful to work with for NFL Films and HBO this year. They have not cooperated at all, plain and simple. Well, I I think that's going to do it. So we will see you back here next week. We'll talk about week one and all that. So until then, we'll see you next week. Book Talks next.